Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It's it's a privilege just to get up and go someplace to get up. It's been rough, and uh, we're going to get through it, though. Well, let's go straight to the Lord in prayer, okay? For such a time as this, we come together again this morning to take just a few moments, Father, to praise you, to honor you, and to worship you. You are the great I am. You are the father of all creation. It is your love, your mercy, and your grace that has saved us and brought us together. And here we are today as a body of believers, all looking to you. I pray for all of my listeners, Father. You know their personal needs, and I don't. There is one who has asked specifically for your help in his life. Without mentioning his name, you know who it is. And I pray for him right now. I pray your hand be upon him and that you will pour out your blessings upon all who are listening. Protect us, Abba Father, from the evil one. Grant us wisdom and courage. May we be your willing instruments for the glory of your kingdom. Bless today's show. And again, I ask for your healing power on all who are listening and on me, Abba Father, as I push through this virus and regain my health and my strength. You have created the human body to heal itself. And Father, I pray that my body will do just that. For such a time as this, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone sent me this, and I thought I would share it with you today. Daniel Turner is going to be with us, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to be a little late, he said. The boy's going to be tardy for class. (laughs) We'll get him about that. This is things from 100 years ago, from 1922. I found it interesting, and I thought you might as well. The year is 1922. What a difference a century makes. Here are the statistics for 1922. The average life expectancy for men was 47 years. Yeah. Rudy's jaw just hit the floor. Fuel for cars was sold in drugstores only. Only 14% of homes... Had a bathtub. How many bathtubs do you have in your home today? Only 8% of homes had a telephone. The maximum speed limit in those most cities was 10 miles per hour. The tallest structure in the world was the Eiffel Tower. The average U.S. wage in 1922 was 22 cents per hour. 
That's more than Rudy gets. <laughs> no kidding. The average U.S. worker made between two hundred and four hundred dollars per year. That's not much money, is it? A competent accountant could expect to earn two thousand dollars per year. A dentist earned twenty five hundred dollars per year. A veterinarian between fifteen hundred and four thousand dollars per year. Well, the animals were our life, you know. They still are. People just don't realize it. And a mechanical engineer made about five thousand dollars per year. More than six. No, I'm sorry. More than ninety-five percent of all births took place at home. Ninety percent of all doctors had no college education, and I thought this next statement was pretty comical compared to what what we're paralleling it to what we're going through this day, these days with the COVID. Instead, they attended so-called medical schools, many of which were condemned in the press and in the government as substandard. Sugar costs four cents a pound. Eggs were 14 cents a dozen. Coffee was 15 cents a pound. Most women washed their hair once a month. They used borax or egg yolk for shampoo. Canada passed law prohibiting poor people from entering into their country for any reason. Hmm. We have a little story on Canada later. The five leading causes of death were one, pneumonia and influenza, two, tuberculosis, three, diarrhea, four, heart disease, five, stroke, and the American flag had 48 stars in 1922, which was also the population of Las Vegas. And Nevada's was only 30. <laughs> so there were, um, uh, yeah, that's just strange. Crossword puzzles, canned beer, and iced tea had been, had not been invented yet. Oh man, no iced tea. Some people are saying, no beer? <laughs> I've never been a beer person. Can't stand it. There was neither a Mother's Day nor a Father's Day. That was because Hallmark hadn't arrived on the scene yet to make money. Two out of every ten adults couldn't read or write, and only 6% of all Americans had graduated from high school. Marijuana, heroin, and morphine were, were available over the counter at local drugstores. Back when then, pharmacists said, heroin clears the complexion, gives buoyancy to the mind, and regulates the stomach and bowels, and is perfect guardian of health. Shocking? 18% of households had at least one full-time servant or a domestic help. Now, I remember Ben Roberts was telling me that that was in one of the very first things with the USDA had placed, and he's got them all, all of the USDA booklets that they put out. And that was one that they had, was the woman at, on the farm needed help. She's out helping the man. She needs help in the house. And so many of them did have help. There were about 230 reported murders in the entire USA. What do you think the difference is then and now? 
I am now going to forward this to someone else without typing it myself, he says. Do you understand that 1922 was a different world, obviously? But has progress done us well? I mean, that, that about the murders, that's just crazy. It's just crazy. Well, when we come back, we're going to head into a break here in about a minute, but Trudeau equates the Canadian truckers at Freedom Convoy Rally to Nazis and racists. I think, sir, you do not know what that means. How many watched that crazy movie? It was a crazy movie. The left throws the words Nazi, white supremacist, and racist around like they were paper airplanes. But it is all a charade. There is not any truth to their words. Nazis aren't the ones fighting for freedom. They are the ones taking your freedom. The Canadian truckers are heroes. Their rallying has caused an enthusiasm, and it's contagious. And U.S. truckers are now making plans to do the very same thing. I'm ashamed that the U.S. truckers didn't do it first. I really am. But kudos to you Canadians. And I've got some of you listening today, and I'm so proud of you. I received a letter in the mail from one of you. What a beautiful letter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, the written pen has been put on hold for a lot of people. But there's just something about receiving a letter. And there's just something about once in a while getting a pat on the back or even questioned. Nobody likes to be criticized. I get those too, and that's okay. I've got a lot to learn. And I'm learning. I want to talk about their GoFundMe whenever we return. The truckers have got a GoFundMe. And uh, it's being hijacked. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth. Stay away from the radio. Don't want to catch what I got. And we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America has the lights on. 
You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338 And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Well, the GoFundMe that... Uh, has been put in place for the Canadian truckers. It's kind of being hijacked. And I was going to kind of let uh, Rudy, because he read this in a little more deep, uh, deeply than I did this morning. But um, first of all, GoFundMe froze it. Right. Because? Because they wanted to make sure they knew where the money was coming from and where it was going to go. And my understanding that part of this issue is because it's international. I... You may have read it further than that. Okay. Did. But, uh, yeah, there's like 6.2 or 3 million dollars in there and they... No, there's nine. Nine now. Nine. Holy smokes. Is, uh, nine, uh, $9,203,520. Freedom wow. Convoy. And, uh, but the Canadian politicians are wanting to grab that money. Yeah. They yeah. don't want the truckers to get it. And I don't see how that can be right when we know it's not fair. It's not right. It was put there by other people, probably people from all over the world, to help these truckers, right. to get these truckers to have help with their gas, um, maybe give them a little paycheck for hotels and that kind of thing. And it, You know, it makes you wonder if the folks that donated knew that GoFundMe had that kind of control over that money. I'm not sure that was... I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Well, I, I guess, well, 
I tried GoFundMe once. I got a little money. I didn't get much. Yeah, we didn't do very we well. We didn't do very well. But, you know, it's it's amazing to me. They have been able to release some yeah, to about them. A, about a million dollars yeah. is all they've let go as well. Well, it says the crowdfunding platform, GoFundMe, says it has released an initial $1 million of the $6.2 million collected for a convoy of truckers. But earlier in there, it said they've they've collected nine million. Hmm. So anyway, they're trying to take it away. They don't want these truckers to get what people have sent. Now, we're going to go back to talking about the Nazi, because Trudeau calls these folks Nazis, and the left want to call everybody a Nazi. Remember, they they were calling Trump a Nazi. A dictator. And yet that's what they want Biden to do. But the opposite of a Nazi is what these truckers are. And by the way, not all truckers are white. (laughs) That's how the racist, that's how racist the left is. They are blinded by their agenda to control everything and everyone that they will say and do anything, including cheat. And steal an election. As we get into this, Dinesh D'Souza releases a movie trailer for 2,000 Mules, exposing ballot trafficking when they stole the 2020 election. It's true, the vote. It has been working with Dinesh D'Souza. Now, I've not heard of that organization, True to Vote, to create a bombshell movie that uses footage they obtained of ballot boxes in key states across America to steal the election in 2020. 100% fed up reports using commercially available geo-tracking cell phone data. True the Vote was able to take footage from drop boxes across America in key states like Georgia and others to track over 2,000 mules wearing gloves and disguises to stuff ballot boxes. Now, I saw this two or three times last night, the little trailer. They played it twice on uh, on Newsmax, and I'm not sure, but I think they played it once when I was watching um, Fox. This one mule, it shows this one guy, made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We track 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. Now, they're calling these people mules. We're not talking about the Missouri mules, okay? Leaving no fingerprints, snapping photos so they could get paid, a coordinating ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided, game over. A reminder, as G- TGP, which is uh, true to vote, I think. No, what is that, TGP? Has reported earlier this week, we recently signed an agreement with true the vote that includes never-before-seen ballot drop box surveillance video, 24 terabytes of footage, which the ele- with the election integrity group 
that's what that is, in their ongoing investigation. Special thanks to Patty McMurray at 100% Fed Up for her exceptional work on this. It's going to be an amazing little movie, and Dinesh D'Souza deserves a pat on the back. You know, America, eventually the truth will come out. So hang on. Hang on. Truth will eventually be revealed to us, and then we must absolutely, positively demand justice. Those who were involved in this need to do the time. Now, I found something else kind of interesting. George W. Bush, guess what he's doing? It's not a lot of money, but it's obvious what he's doing. He's donating to the rhinos. Two of them in particular that he is going to back is Congressman Liz Cheney from Wyoming and Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. Alaska, why don't you get rid of her? Wyoming's getting rid of Cheney. You know, they talk about the money, Rudy. And they're all afraid to death. Soros is putting all kinds of money. That was on last night. Soros is putting all kinds of money into this and to that. He has disrupted this country. He is a war criminal. He needs to be found and he needs to be taken care of. But it isn't about money. Freedom isn't about how much money you put on a candidate. Trump was proof of that in 2016. He spent the least of the money. Hillary put in big bucks from all over. She got bucks from overseas, you know. They hid it through that Clinton Foundation, which is now, you know, defunct because they had to get rid of it. We have the proof on these people. Peter Schweitzer has the proof on these people of their fraud, of their illegal ways. And yet nothing happens. We have a country absolutely full of lawyers. And yet nothing happens. So good for you, old George W. Good for you. Why don't you and Liz go look for those uh, weapons of mass destruction together? Anyway, they have um, some Republicans now have are demanding the release of the report on the so-called whippings by the Border Patrol. They keep saying that these Border Patrols whipped people, but nothing has been released. They have no names of who whipped whom, and they have no video to prove that they whipped. Oh, they swung their little leather strips around, but that was for the horses. That wasn't for the people. And those who are ignorant, like Joy Bahar, they don't know. They do not know. Well, this, we're going to end this segment with this one, and then we'll have, I hope, we'll have Daniel on the line here soon. This is a Babylon Bee, so you have to take it, it's satire. But there's so much truth to Babylon Bee's satire. Trudeau has tested positive for fascism. <laughs> 
from an undisclosed hiding place outside Canada's capital city. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau confirmed for the world that he has tragically tested positive for fascism. I took the test this morning, and the test came back positive. I understand this may come as a devastating news to freedom-loving Canadians, and I am here to assure you that everything will be okay after I crush you underneath the jackboot of government tyranny until you learn to start obeying me. Together, we will achieve strength through unity and unity through faith in science. <laughs> Too bad it's not a deadly disease. <laughs> that would be real handy. <laughs> it would be indeed. <laughs> and it goes on to say something he's still in hiding because he hasn't received his his new eyebrows yet. Anyway, you're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We have Daniel Turner with us. He's a little tardy to the show, but he's here. How you doing, Daniel? Oh, Beth Ann, I apologize for being late, but thank you so much for having me on this second half of your great show. Well, we're always glad to have you. I don't know what's on your mind today. We've talked about just about everything. Waiting for you. <laughs> just <teasing. laughs> I'm just There's teasing. a lot happening. Every, there is a lot day, happening. I mean, yeah, so what's on your mind? Life. Remember when life used to be a little bit calmer? <laughs> oh, my. Not everything in the news was, a, was a, a disaster and a catastrophe. I just gave statistics of what things were like 100 years ago. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just I wasn't there 100 yeah. years ago, but, you know. If only we could time travel and go back to it. I'm sure we'd be all much happier. That's for sure. It'd be a simpler life, that's for sure. But it would. Um, they, go ahead. You know, Something I, I've, I've been looking at recently, I don't know if you got a chance to mention it in the first half, is uh, a, 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 it's not a controversy. It's a problem that the press secretary created for herself because the press secretary, Jen Psaki, decided to go on a liberal podcast. And she <laughs> went in her own personal capacity. But you know what? When you are the White House press secretary, you don't have personal capacity. Anyone sees you as a reflection of the administration. And now she's trying to undo a lot of the damage. And most of the damage that she created was because she scoffed at the notion that uh, there's a crime problem in America and that the Biden administration is soft on crime. And and the um, police, the PBA, Police uh, Benevolent Association president, has come out blasting her. The administration is trying to undo the damage. And Joe Biden is headed to New York to meet with the mayor to let them know we're serious about crime. But it's amazing to think the press secretary of this administration could be in so much of a bubble that she does not realize how violent America, sadly, has become. She doesn't watch the news, obviously. And um, 
Of course, maybe she only watches the news she controls. <laughs> but I had not heard about her podcast, so I, that's interesting. And it's really not a very smart thing for her to have done. But no. America sees, America knows that the crime is up. You know, that it was just, it was last year, uh, yeah, that uh, it was before he lost his job. Cuomo and uh, uh, Lemon were making fun. Oh, yeah, crime is so bad. It's so bad, I'm going out tonight. You know, they were just making fun of it. I wished one of them would have got socked. I really do. Wish they'd have got robbed or something. <laughs> and it, it, it's bizarre. One of the things that was also funny about Jen Psaki, and I hate to make fun of Jen Psaki today, but she's on my mind. And you asked me what's on my I mind. I did. I did, oh, and that's what I want to know. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> He also has come out blasting the new Republican governor of Virginia and the way he got rid of the mask mandates. And she talked about being a Virginia parent with kids in schools, that she's very worried. And I thought, boy, isn't it curious you send your kids to schools in Virginia? Because you don't want to live in D.C. where there's this crime problem, but where there's also terrible public schools. And that's kind of typical of people like Jen Psaki. And one of the reasons why I disliked D.C. is those who could chose to go right across the river. And it's not a very big river. For those listening, it's not the mighty Mississippi. I feel like the Potomac, <laughs> you could walk across it if you just rolled up your ankles a little bit. It is a, it is a pretty small little river at this po- at this junction. It's a small river. But they live on the other side where it's safer, where the taxes are better, where you can own a gun, where the schools are better. Um, but they vote and they push policies like the people who live in D.C. And it always has made me marvel that they choose not to live in the place where they advocate policies, but they live in the policies that we want. They just don't push that on a national level. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, this morning as I was leaving the house, there was news on and, and, uh, they're trying to, uh, take some more steps here. We have, you know, our, our, uh, governor has lifted the mandates and said there'll be no mask mandates in the schools, but we have some schools fighting him. And so they're trying to figure out how to get that taken care of. And of course, it's always going to the courts, you know, going to the courts and, uh, yeah. There is no common sense left. I really do believe there's no common sense left. <laughs> there, There is not. And and the governor is not making it illegal for you to put your kid in a mask. He's just saying if you don't want your kids to wear a mask, they don't have to. If right. you want your kids to wear a mask, they can wear five masks if they want. But there is no But they mandate. can't be forced to. But they can't be forced to. And again, if we're following the science, as we are always told we do, we follow the science. If we're following the science, the science says that this demographic, children, are amongst the least likely to contract or transmit the virus. So there's really no reason for young kids to be wearing masks at all, unless, of course, the masks are not about masks and science, but it's about politics. And that's really what it's become. At this point, the mask is is a symbol, and it's a symbol for um, uh, submission to the state. It's a symbol for, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, just believing in Biden and what he stands for. Uh, and, and it's, and it's a, an, authoritarian, an authoritarian pushback against freedom really it's 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 a symbolic fight we're in it's no longer a scientific one 
You know, I, uh, I, uh, started out the show with, um, well, after I did the hundred years ago. But Trudeau's, and everybody, they keep calling these freedom fighters Nazis. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie Princess Bride. (laughs) But I use the phrase from Princess Bride, I don't think that means what you think it means. (laughs) You know, they just keep, uh, keep on throwing that out there and the, and the, and the racism and the, you know, I've been following these truckers. I, I'm just really proud of the Canadian truckers. I'm ashamed that the U.S. truckers didn't think of it first, but, um, yes. they're going to join in too. And, uh, uh, they had one Canadian trucker on yesterday, last evening that had a turban on. He's obviously not a white man <laughs> and he's a trucker and he says, I want to be free. And, uh, so they just throw that stuff out. Mm-hmm. They're the biggest racists and Nazis that there are, and and I do what know what it means. But yeah. you know, just like the Supreme Court thing, it's got to be a female and she's got to be black. Well, that mm-hmm. takes your area of choice down quite a bit. It does. It does. Not and, only. A, and, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and that's actually created quite a controversy here in, in, in well, uh, here in D.C. I don't live in D.C., but um, in D.C. because a, um, a Georgetown law professor who's the token conservative at Georgetown Law commented on social media and said that's really not the best way to choose any any candidate. There, you know, you should choose the most qualified, and if that qualified candidate is a black woman, great. But if it's not that shouldn't be the criteria. And that, of course, got construed into, so you don't think black women are qualified, therefore you're a racist. And now Georgetown law students are, are protesting. And you want to say to these law students who are the epitome of privilege to be able to get into this program, to, to be able to afford Georgetown law, um, that, that really you're going to protest something so small-minded and you want to be a lawyer? Right? You, are you afraid to be exposed to an idea, a belief that that makes you uncomfortable? I mean, what what sort of adulthood are you preparing yourself for? And it's sad that the university is just siding with the students, saying you know, violence has no place here, and hatred has no home, and all these silly catchphrases. And yet, the professor who's, who probably will lose his job, he is now on administrative leave. His name is Ilya Shapiro. He's now on administrative leave. All he said was, how about we choose the most qualified person? And that's now an offensive statement. Well, because Biden started it. He didn't say he was going to choose the most qualified. I'm only going to choose a woman, and it's going to be a black woman. So that erases everyone else. I had a a letter that I received from, well, he actually sent the letter to Biden. But I always get a copy, and that's from Voice of the Patriot. And I was reading that this morning, and that's what he's saying, what he did. You know, it, it, what he said is racist. We don't care if it's a black female. But now he's marked whoever gets picked because she's only being picked for that. And that's how Kamala got there, and we see how that's turned out. Yeah. <laughs> We're headed into a break. <laughs> We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann and Daniel, and we'll be right back.
Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vine-to-bar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door. It's vine-to-bar. Vine-to-bar chocolate. Visit us at vine-to-bar.com. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity, and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com, or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work, I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN. Or call at 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. 
Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I went to your website earlier this morning, Daniel, and found a little uh, article there about Governor, I can't say her name, Grisham, and mm-hmm. uh, her mini Green New Deal and what's going to happen there this summer. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go there this summer. <laughs> it's, um, what do you think? I don't, I don't, I don't blame you, and it's too bad because New Mexico is a uh, is a beautiful state. Um, so yes, the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham, who is up for re-election, by the way, um, has has basically prepared the the people of New Mexico that uh, it's going to be a tough summer. Now, not the tough winter of death and despair that Joe Biden would be talk a, about. A hot summer of death and despair. <laughs> Summer of death and despair, and it's all because of electricity production. Because her Green New Deal uh, is not working. We're not; they're no longer able to produce the same amount of electricity that they used to produce. And the biggest strain on the grid is the electric is the, uh, air conditioning. And so she's already saying, "Get ready this summer, because if it's hot, and it's usually hot in New Mexico in the summer, that may not shock anyone." Um, but if it's hot and we're all running our AECs, uh, we're going to have rolling brownouts worse than we have had in the past. And yep. this is it, it, it's tragic, but it's also totally foreseeable because we know green energy does not work the way fossil fuels do. But it's a dry heat. It's not humid. <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly. Yes. She's uh, and she's probably not the only governor that's trying to do this. That are making up their own green new deals because we're not passing the big green new deal. Although we've done enough to help it along in on the federal level, but um, the we talked the last time we talked we talked about Russia and the oil, and I listened to them last night and I thought, you know. They keep talking about us putting sanctions on Russia. Russia isn't worried about any sanctions from the United States. No. All they got to do is cut off our oil. Yep. You know, that's all they got to do. I said they it out do, loud, yeah. and I don't think I gave Putin a new idea, so I'm okay. But No, and that is the problem with leverage, uh, is, is that ultimately the question is who needs it more. That Putin, of course, needs the income. But Europe needs the natural gas, and now we need the natural gas. There are Russian tankers of natural gas in Boston Harbor as we speak. About one a week is arriving, and that natural gas is arriving in the harbor. And if it's not Boston Harbor properly, it's in the Massachusetts area, and it's arriving, and the LNG is being put into pipelines, and it's being brought to fossil fuel plants. Uh, to keep the power going. And the reason why is because we are not building pipelines 
to Pennsylvania and Ohio and the Marcellus Shell region. We have plenty of natural gas. We've just made it illegal to get that natural gas to the power companies. And so so we are making Putin rich as well. So going back to my point, when you talk about leverage, well, yes, Putin needs the money, but also we need the gas. And so a little dance is going to ensue. And I guess, you know, the, when you play chicken, the question is who, who flinches. And yeah. I think we, we know flinch, who's going to flinch. I think we know. Yeah. And we're playing chicken with people's lives, right? It's, it's, it's okay if, if you want to play chicken with your idiot friend on a bicycle, right? Because you're risking your own life. But you can't play chicken where other people are, are, are the ones uh, who are gonna, who are gonna suffer. And that's what's the problem right here is that if we, if we flinch, and Putin says, okay, no no more oil or gas for you. Well, how many people in Europe are going to suffer? How many people in, in the northeast of America are going to suffer? And and that's, that's what's kind of mind-boggling. A long time ago on your wonderful show, Beth Ann, we had this conversation. What, what did the left ever hate about the phrase America first? Why did it always make them so mad? That is what America first is, greater than President Trump, greater than 2016 and defeating Hillary. America first is saying, I don't want Vladimir Putin to have power over the lives of people in the Northeast. I don't know why that is so offensive for the left to to understand. You know, something they said last night, I'm going to ask you because you're much wiser than I am, that one of the... One of the things that be a part of NATO, you have to have secure borders. Are they going to kick the United States out? <laughs> we do not have secure borders. I'm dead dog serious here. That would be a great way to, to, to yes, either secure the border or, or stop paying for, uh, uh, you know, Germany to be to be uh, to be safe from Putin. Um, I love that. We'd love to find a way for for one of those two things to to happen because we definitely don't have secure borders. No, we don't, and uh, it's it's just getting worse and worse all the time. And the crime that's going up, and it's not just the cartels; they're bad enough. But let's see. I think they had a couple of. Um, and I don't know why it upset them so, but anyway, a couple of uh, MS-13 gangs got killed in prison. Somebody, I don't know if they got too many of them in there, and they just started fighting themselves. And everybody was in an uproar, and they're shutting down the prison, started locking it down and all that. But um, it's not just that. It's everything else, the the human trafficking and the rapes and the, and the, the theft. I mean... <laughs> That we've become a country of train robberies now. You know, I watch the yeah. old the old West shows where they're robbing the trains. They didn't make near as big a mess as what these guys are making. I mean, it's disgusting. Exactly, and 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 we've done this in the name of politics. We mm. we have not that the left will think that there's something compassionate about allowing two million illegals into this country, um, and really all they have done is they have forced two million people to live off the books, in the shadows, fear of deportation. I, I, I am sure there's a lot of, of, of illegals who are MS-13 who are bad apples, but there are also a lot of illegals who just want a better life, and I'll never begrudge them wanting a better life. But but what, yeah. what better life have we given them if they are afraid to 
uh, uh, be in public because they may get deported if they're if they're they're constantly now living a life of crime. Every time they earn a dollar, they are they are learning it, they are earning it illegally. Every time they go to the grocery store or they take their kids to the hospital, they're doing so illegally. Is that dignified? No, is that compassion that we've given these people a life of perpetual fear and and criminality? There's no compassion in that. Not only that, they're on the, you know, many of them are in these communities that are riddled with the cartel or the MS-13 gangs, and they're the ones that are, you know, reaping the benefits of the crime and the gruesome murders. And it's it's just getting to be ridiculous, and then they're dropping them off everywhere. And I hear music. It was a short hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was a short half hour. <laughs> Daniel, thank you for all that you do. You just you just bring so much to the show. I really appreciate it. Appreciate your wisdom. I think we've got you down to come back next week. So I hope so. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. I, I'm sorry for being late, but God bless you. You are forgiven. That things happen. I'm sorry I sound like a foghorn, too. So it is what it is. Thank you, Daniel. You know, folks, 100 years ago to now, what a difference a century makes. But it doesn't have to be that way. The progress was great. But it's time that we went back to simple things to bring America home. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe, and morally deformed. They will attack you. They will slander you. They will seek to destroy your career and your family. They will seek to destroy everything about you, including your reputation. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. They're criminals. I'm going to open up our libel laws so when they write purposely negative and horrible and false articles, we can sue them and win lots of money. We're going to open up those libel laws.